What's up, everybody? This is Eve with the Healthy Charleston Podcast. For those of you who don't know, I'm a physical therapist, and this podcast is dedicated to giving you the right health and fitness information that is both practical, actionable, and evidence-based. This is season two of the podcast, and we are so excited. We're going to have a little less interviewing. We're going to do some more topic-based discussions with myself and some of the made-to-move physical therapy and performance team. Maybe have some guest hosts out there. We are so excited for season two. Thank you so much for joining us and supporting us. If you have any questions for me or the crew, just search Healthy Charleston on Instagram or you can reach out to us directly at made to move pt.com that is the number two thanks so much see you soon what's up everybody this is eve with the healthy charleston podcast also dane here hey you guys so we <clears throat> interviewed sylvia from foundation fit and crossfit wando this was a really really fun conversation We go off to some business stuff, we go off into some psychology stuff, Uh, we go off into talking about ownership of yourself, ownership of your health. It was really one of uh, the most fun conversations I've had, doing a lot of stuff that I'm really, really interested in, so I hope you guys enjoy it. So without further ado, here is Sylvia with CrossFit Wanda. Sylvia, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah, I'm excited. The first. Yeah, I'm excited. You haven't done a podcast before? First one. Oh man, this is yeah. this is going to be good. You don't know what you're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Hey, I'm going to trudge forward. Um, so, first off, you're doing a lot of cool things at Foundation Fit CrossFit Wando. Uh, you guys have been around for a while. Um, we've had multiple conversations over the the past few years. So, as I start most of these, I'm just really curious, first of all, how you got into health and fitness, and then maybe even how, you know, the CrossFit gym started and kind of what it's involved, you know, evolved into today. So that was a lot, but let's start with how you got started in health and fitness. Okay. Um, try, it's a long story, so I'm going to try to keep it brief. <laughs> oh, man, we're good. Um, but I would say my husband and I both, we have always been into fitness and movement of some sort, high school and on. Um, so it's just been kind of part of our lifestyle. Um, he was definitely more into organized sports, and I cheered all the way through college. But <laughs> it was movement. It was it was it was still sports of some sort. Um, and when I graduated from college, moved to Charleston and got a job at what used to be East Shore, when there was only one in Mount Pleasant. I had one. a clinic. I had a clinic yes. in East Shore. Yes, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. just a small mom and pop gym. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knew everybody. The owners knew everybody. They were present. So you knew um, Kent, Kent Jordan was his so name? I was there when Sprague and Joanna Silver were there. They oh. were like the original owners, but then I was there for their transition as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so I started working there in 2000 when I moved to Charleston and um, met my husband there, of course, at a gym. <laughs> um, so we, we had started dating, but I stayed at East Shore for about 10 years. So I was there for the transition of when it did grow throughout Mount Pleasant and there were several locations mm-hmm. um, and you know started at the bottom like you do in every career and I was working behind the front desk then I got my personal training degree and then I 
started um, teaching classes and then moved into management stuff and just kind of wore lots of different hats, but um, but loved it. Like when I say I loved it, I, I literally in the past 20 years, there's unless I've been deathly ill, like there's not a day I don't want to go into work. Like, What do you love about it? Oh, man. Um, I know that's a big sometimes can of worms, but yeah, I'm really curious. I think I just love impacting people's lives. Like it might you might impact them physically one day with an aha movement with a movement or you know a, a fitness milestone that they have reached or it might be something just behavioral psychological that you're working on with them it might be that they just had a different mindset when they left the gym than when they came in whatever it is just just impacting people's lives for the better mm-hmm. um it just motivates me and it drives me. Yeah. It so it's that human to human interaction yes. that you really like, being able to yes. make a difference in somebody's day, somebody's month, yes. somebody's life, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really what's what's drawing yeah. you to it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So um, I have a psychology degree from my first degree. That so makes sure sense. Where that comes from. <laughs> right. Is, um, I'm well, not necessarily an extroverted person, but I am a people person. Sure. You know, I just I just love people. Yeah. And yeah. The one on one stuff I think yeah. is different and more geared towards. We'll call them introverts or I think it's yes. like ambiverts who are like people right in between. Both, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the one on one stuff. I don't necessarily like presenting yeah. in front of a group or being in a huge social situation. Mm-hmm. But you give me one on one and I love it. Yeah. Um so interesting. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go That's ahead. That's okay. So um so yeah so I was at East Shore for about ten years and in that time um Dan and I got married and then I went back to school for nursing. So now I kinda had the behavioral really? side and then I had a little bit of the medical side and then I had the physical component of fitness and just what I love about what I do. Um, and in that time, Dan is an engineer, so his brain is wired incredibly different than mm-hmm. mine. Engineers are, yeah. Yes. My brain is not yes. that way. Um, but I love him for that because yeah. he fixes everything that I have no idea how to fix. Um, but he has that fitness side and that people side too, but it is more that introvert, you know, likes that one-on-one. Mm-hmm. He's the same way. Um, so he had kind of helped me with some group programs that I was doing at East Shore when I was there, um, especially when I went back to nursing school and my schedule got kind of tight. Like he coached some of them? Yeah, so oh, he really? got his certification. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And he would step in. So we started that kind of teamwork stuff early on. Um, and I think that's what led us to being in business together. Because and he had not coached before that? This um, was kind of like the first delving into that was. world. Before he was just an athlete, and that's how you all met. 100%. Okay, I wasn't sure if you yeah. were both trainers. Okay, so no, he no. was just a member. You're one of the trainers. Yeah, okay. and so he got his certification and just kind of helped me and then filled in with things. Um when when I needed him to Mm -hmm. but it it put him more in my world and what I was doing and understanding where I wanted to go with it um and so there came a point after about 10 years at East Shore that um we had been married for I guess about five years and I'm trying to start a family and just hitting roadblocks with that and things weren't working and um I was kind of at a crossroads with my nursing career as well um very similar to your last podcast with Jan okay yeah I loved that one um and it was a very similar mindset to her okay um what nursing taught me was I definitely wanted that deeper level of health and I wanted to understand how it all works together and it's not just all about fitness Mm -hmm. but what I learned is what drove me and what made me passionate was preventative and it was getting to the root of things it was not putting band-aids on things it was not sending people out you know, with some discharge papers and saying, I'll probably see you in three months. Right. It just, it was such, it was a physical disconnect. Um, And then I was also working a night shift and I am an early bird. So there's just a lot that just was not connecting on top of personally, didn't I'm just trying to have a family. And so 
Um, it was a crossroads for us, and we just kind of talked about how maybe we just needed to make a turn with things. And I had done a lot of Eshore and kind of hit the ceiling, for lack of better words, of what I felt I wanted to do and could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just time to jump. And um, after owning a business for 10 years, I'm really good at jumping now. But 10 years ago, I was not. Right. But the Dan was. Yeah. Oh, really? So he was he just in? kind of held my hand and pulled me, and hmm. we jumped. Um, Whose so, idea was it originally? I think we talked it through. I just okay. didn't know that I ever would have done it. Right. You know? Um, and he just kept pushing the ball forward and making things happen until he was like, all right, we're there. Uh, so he closed in our garage and decided we were just going to train from home because at that point we would turned more to adoption. And we are like, all right, this is the path mm-hmm. that's laid in front of us. And it was not an overnight decision, obviously, with any couple that's been through that. Right. But we got to that point, and so we closed in the garage, and we were just going to have more control over our work environment and our hours so you think when you know the business right um in a way <laughs> yeah. you do but in a way yeah. in a way you don't because right? you open so many other doors mm-hmm. um and so as life would have it the day we resigned and left we found out we were pregnant so we started a business and a the, hold on real that back in <laughs> yeah you can't just gloss over yeah. what'd you say like one more time literally the day yeah. that i resigned from the only job i had from college the only people i knew the only work family i'd ever had and right. i jumped with my husband who told me we would be okay jumping right um we got a positive pregnancy test the day wow yeah That's wow crazy and a couple other words yeah so um there went the roller coaster of starting a family and starting a business. Neither we knew anything about, mm-hmm. and it has not slowed down since then. So yes, yeah. so we started working out of our garage and um, had been dabbling in CrossFit and interested in it, but had a lot to learn about it. And so just one step on you know in front of the other, we became Foundation Fit first and did what we knew, which was the training in the boot camps, until we personally realized, wow, you know, there's so much depth to CrossFit. There's so much excitement and knowing we both had been in fitness for so long you do get bored of things very sure. easily and that was one that I do so many step yes right? <laughs> yes for real we just it just hit 10 years later still challenged you know um and so yeah we were in our garage for probably about nine months and then baby came out and we realized oh i think you have to take maternity leave or something maybe we need help so we hired our first um employee who's still with us today Stacey. Oh, wow. yeah okay. she was training in my Garage as I'm up in the wee hours of the morning with a baby, and so a couple months of that, and realized Stacy probably doesn't want to be in my garage the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. So then Dan was like, "It's time to jump. We need to find a rental space." I'm like, "Oh, that means rent." He's like, "Yep, but we got to jump." Was everybody full time at that point, or was Dan still working somewhere so else? He had always worked another job. So oh, okay. yeah, it's it's been a it, it's been a lot of you sure. know plates to kind of make things work. Even now. Um, so he, it's gone on and off. Okay. Um, he, yeah, so he's always been an engineer because kind of, you know, like with, with my, my my career, he really does enjoy engineering and he's mm. good at it. Like it's, yeah. it's his People it's have his to trait. be built in that way. Yeah. Like I, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so he, he does enjoy it, but we've just had to navigate how he can use it through these past 10 years. Yeah. So there have been years, um, you know, when we went from our rental space to the space we're at right now, which we own, um, neither one were upfitted when we moved in. So, I mean, we had like the whole upfit to do. So the space we're in right now um, is quite large and it was just an abandoned warehouse with a porta john in it when we started business. So how we're still in business is the grace of God. Um, same space you're in now. Same space we're in now. Okay, like you can cool. picture it just being yeah. a dingy, dirty, 
warehouse with a porta john in it and us saying three two one go everybody yeah. get your med balls right yeah um so there was a period we've been there now about seven eight years mm-hmm. there was a period where we stood back and they was like we, we just gotta finish this place and it's gonna take me given 100% because he's a jack of all trades he's great with his hands and yeah. he just puts his head down and works um, so he did step away from engineering for about two years and um, we just survived those two years and he fully upfitted the gym and um, a second baby came along and the crazy continued and we just keep putting one foot in front of the other that's cool that's a really yeah. cool story yeah it's, um, it's a lot yeah. but it's, it's happened and it is our story and we just keep going forward with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of businesses like survive honestly that long, which yeah. is which is interesting, right? Yeah. To just be around that long says says something about yeah. the community and stuff that you've built. Well, I think that's what pushes us to do it too. Like we really do feel like to when much is given, much is expected, mm-hmm. and so we really, I mean, from thinking we would have no children to having two children now to years of the business where you're like, how do we? Like we've been blessed like over and over and over again during yeah. times when you think this should have failed right um and so when you look back at that that a lot of times just during those those seasons those tough seasons pushes you to say no I'm, I'm doing the right thing this is what I'm meant to do it's not supposed to be easy like get up keep yeah. going keep going yeah yeah I mean there's so many analogies to that even like from a business perspective and even just from a health perspective I think you need to have that like underlying passion like you have passion for impacting people mm-hmm. you know passion to keep yourself healthy or whatever you got to have that like passion that's the only way that longevity I think is yes. going to be you know surmised mm-hmm. long term right it's mm-hmm. just like you've got to have some sort of you know huge foundation you know what I mean yeah. in there that'll just yeah because it's gonna suck at some point yes you know um, from, again, from business or health perspective, you're going to want to eat that cookie. You're not going to want to work out. You're going to want to, mm-hmm. you know, you're injured. You're not going to want to go to the gym, et cetera, et cetera. And if, if you don't have some sort of anchor like that, it's going to be so And there hard. has to be something bigger outside of your yourself. Yeah. Because we all, myself included, can have those weeks that just turn to self. Yeah. And woe is me, whether it's, whoa, I'm injured, or whoa, the business has been really hard. What mm-hmm. am I doing? Time to close up shop. To uh, You can have it come from so many directions, but... It is a spiral effect. Once that woe is me victim mentality mm-hmm. comes on, you can let it build really quick, quickly. And so right. if you don't have something outside of yourself, whether it is your career, your family, your spouse, your faith, whatever it is that's pulling you out of that, um, that's what gives you that desire and that push and that bigger fire to get out of those seasons. Yeah. But you got to have it. From a psychology perspective, and I've started to do, like, I've had one mental health professional in here I want more but like just the fact that like a good workout or like your fitness can bring you out of something that's like that is really really cool and such an underutilized tool I mean you see it you've seen it for you know 10 plus years of somebody who's could possibly be and most likely is in a downward spiral if they're just starting a workout or somebody who's already been training with you for a while mm-hmm. and they come in and they're just having a really crappy week and that's something you know what I mean yeah. that you can anchor yourself in or it's just like a like a, a cheat code yeah. I think like why wouldn't people use that more often mm-hmm. it's just like I mean I'm, I'm gonna be like a broken record but it's the point of the mm-hmm. podcast it's just like at this point having some sort of legitimate fitness training regimen, I don't think is optional anymore. Like it's almost, 
It should be required yes. to be a, like lifestyle. a citizen. It's a like lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just to have yeah. some sort of fitness. I don't yes. think anybody can... I mean, this would be bold words, I guess, and maybe Dane can help me out here. Dane's here, by the way. <laughs> I totally messed it up in the beginning. That's right. Uh, I'm just waiting for my opportunity. In case I made the podcast go south, <laughs> Dane can come in and save it. Yeah. Um, it's just, I mean, from a, like, it, it, again, it's just that it should be required. You know what I mean? That you need to be able to, like, I don't think you could be healthy and not have a training regimen. Is that even? I wonder if that's even possible. It's a good thing to think I can't about. Fathom it. You know, I, can I, somebody I like can't. not train on a regular basis in today's society? Mm-hmm. Maybe if they have a manual labor type of job, possibly not train every day. But in essence, could you just not train to be yeah. healthy? I don't know. Uh, that, uh, I think outside of having some type of career or whatever, like you said, that is going to require physical activity, because we know that that's the key is we have to elevate our heart rate we have to demand more of our tissues like if that isn't happening if your only job is to you know really doesn't involve some type of manual then i don't know that you could i it would be very difficult for me to say yes you Mm -hmm. can absolutely be healthy without working out i don't think it's possible and i'm willing to bet my life on it yeah an interesting concept to think about. Maybe I have. That. That's why I work out. Right. <laughs> and yeah. how you work out, you know, that's what I love about this podcast, just all the different yeah. facets you've covered. Yeah. You know, that can be so debatable too. You know, the person that says, ah, oh, this is what gets you the fittest and this is how you need to do it. And mm-hmm. CrossFitters sometimes get a bad name for that because we yeah. just love what we do and some yeah. people think that we think that's all you need to do to right. get healthy. No, I do believe in it's what works for me. Right. But I do believe, and that's why I'm passionate and want to tell other people about it. Yeah. That there's there's lots of ways to do it, but I do think you have to find something yeah. to be healthy. Right. I mean, right. your your mental, your physical, emotional, spiritual, it's all connected. So if you abandon or neglect any one of those areas, and I've had firsthand experience in that, in like seeing what it's like to drop the ball in one of those areas or just kind of pull a head under the sheets in one of those areas and say it'll take care of itself, um, no, it's not healthy. Yeah. It, it will rear its head at some point and you'll have to take care of it you'll right. have to right i mean it's definitely a use it or lose it mm. you know let's just from a mental health perspective we can yes. talk about that right like yes. if you're an older senior citizen and you know you just sit in front of the tv all day you never like do anything that will stimulate your mind whether mm-hmm. it's a crossword whether it's mm-hmm. like interacting socially or whatever mm-hmm. like your brain will start to go and yeah. like your body is is obviously we know i mean that's pretty non-debatable at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to tax your body in order for it to at least maintain or grow. Yeah, yeah. I think both mentally and physically your body craves. Uh, it just made me think of... Uh, Idiocracy. <laughs> craves electrolytes. Yeah, no, exactly. um, but it craves hard work. You know, like mm-hmm. from, a, from a mental standpoint, mm-hmm. the goal aspect of just, you know, putting an effort and watching that effort pay off, like that's so... It builds so much momentum, and the same is true with just the gym, you know, mm-hmm. putting in hard work and seeing the results of that. Both of them are very much the same. They just have different responses within, mm-hmm. you know, the actual body. But yeah. I think children are such a great experience as well. I mean, experiment as well. Um, I experiment with my kids all the time. All the time. <laughs> I mean, doesn't everyone? <laughs> um, but you can just, you can see so much through them. We as adults, we mask a lot. We deny a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just easy for us to kind of say, this is not a big deal or this does not affect me when it comes to nutrition or lack of exercise. If you do that to a kid, like my children, the days that they are not active or, you know, the rainy days or the days they just haven't had physical activity or the days that they've eaten mm. crap, 
you know, because I just kind of let it go that day. Like, demeanor, mood, everything is drastically different. So yeah. why would it not be any different? That's adults? interesting, yeah. Any different. I was having a, a conversation the other day, <clears throat> kind of around the dinner table, and uh, it kind of evolved to, like, you know, do we as adults really know who we are? Just kind of more existential stuff. And you kind of just, like, look over at my kids and, like, my kids know exactly who they are. It's, like, pure, unfiltered, <laughs> just, like... Whatever they're thinking, whatever is going on, it's very true to themselves, and this is what's happening. So it's really interesting to say that because, yeah, I mean, we can probably as adults attribute bad behavior to a multitude of other things, and that's a bigger conversation of how we can mask those things when really they probably just need to eat a little bit healthier and probably exercise more and behavioral issues or other issues would... You because know, again, it's it's completely unmasked and unfiltered. You know, I've masked it myself. Yeah, and sure. And then it long enough until it reared its head, and I was like, oh. I do need to own this problem. I do need to do something about it. It is an issue. Go, you yeah. know? Yeah. But yeah, kids, it's it's just more in your face and apparent and That's not as prolonged yeah. as it is with adults. Oh man, I'm going from another tangent. It's really interesting how adults then, or us as humans, can mask something probably insanely well Arguably, or probably our entire lives. I'm not going to get a little too crazy and existential on the podcast. Maybe not yet. One day I will. But think about it, right? There can be people who have legitimate uh, depression, right? And like, you know, we watched the Aaron Hernandez story, and he, you know, he committed suicide in jail and those other issues. And uh, you know, he probably had dealt with something that was masked basically his entire life. Like, it's amazing from a mental health standpoint, and. and we can even go into the injury standpoint of like how the body can continue to mask for something. Yeah. Strength can mask an injury We're, or something. I'm yeah. trying to remember who, what I was reading. It was a reading podcast. It's always something. Yeah. But they were talking about, you know, with adults, like what drives change. And they said, you know, a lot of times with adults, you're not driven for change or to make that change until the consequences of not making that change you know, are so in your face, you know, stop mm-hmm. you in your tracks, whatever yeah. it might, you go to the doctor and they say, you're having a heart attack. Or, Even that doesn't work sometimes. Yes. Ugh, yeah. Or the fear yeah. of the consequences. Mm-hmm. And I've had both of those in my life. I had the consequence itself stop me in my tracks and say, you gotta deal with this. And then I've had the overwhelming fear and anxiety of a consequence make me deal with something. Yeah. And so a lot of times that, it sadly for adults, it takes that mm-hmm. for a lot of us to really change and so by then it's gone yeah. so far and the damage is so many layers that it's not going to be a 24-hour fix it might be six months it might be a year it might be a lifetime right. fixing a problem right you know? it's um interesting too that the mechanism there is oftentimes similar in that uh you know not like you were talking about fear or that really scary type of situation that you're faced with causes the change mm-hmm. um but the, like it's similar like in the way that you're now faced with that decision like you, you it's an ultimatum like you have to or else but it's also true like like typically let's say you don't wait until you get to that point um it's a reward system so like the only way the only other way to change mm-hmm. is if the reward is so yes. great that you're like Yes, I'm willing mm-hmm. to do whatever it is to get that reward. And that's mm-hmm. where like so many habits form. And unfortunately, they're bad habits a lot of the time too because mm-hmm. the reward of partying with your friends is so great that it becomes now a cycle. Yes. Or the reward of you know smoking a cigarette becomes so great that now it's a habit and it's yeah. hard to break. And now you have to wait until the next the reward the is the that. doctor mm-hmm. saying, hey, you don't have a choice. Yeah. Today is the day yeah. or you're done. 
you know, like, <laughs> okay, yeah. my reward is living another day. I'll go ahead and change mm-hmm. my habit to mm-hmm. face that reward now. It's, it's very interesting yeah. how they can be both good and bad at the same time. Mm-hmm. Habit forming, right? Yeah. 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 There's a lot to piggyback off here. Like, creating change in someone, let's all be honest, is an extremely difficult thing, mm-hmm. right? And so the question becomes, and we do it as physical therapists, you do it as fitness professionals, right, is, is our job when we, you know, get somebody into our office, into our gym, is to really shine light on, in a nice way, sometimes, sometimes, probably not in a nice way, that like, there's a really huge problem here. Like, you've got to shine some sort of light on it. Like, they came in there to your gym for a reason. Um, and I think that's always, it's really interesting to me. Again, you get a lot of people come to a gym. Obviously, this time of year is a big one. They come in and then, you know, already now, I'm already seeing it, um, people dropping off instantly. So how do you get people, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts. How do you get people to hang around and stay beyond that, right? Because they'll get that initial reward, kind of what you're saying, but like, it's pretty fleeting. Like, let's be honest, like, for most people, we're probably in this room a very rare breed that we just enjoy suffering, right? (laughs) You know, suffering being a workout, suffering in a workout. Um, A lot of people aren't like that. How do you cultivate something like that? Um, I think it's one of the directions of like what is health is it's ownership. Like each person has to take ownership of what they want, where they are, why they want to get out of it, whatever it is. You can't do that for somebody. I could sit here and say, hey, Dane, you need to lose weight or, you know, you need to change your diet. You're welcome. Just going to be honest. We're all about being honest. Right, right. No. Dane is quite fit. <laughs> um, but it's it's my job to to navigate that conversation and that relationship with him to get him to the point that he owns what he wants. I mm-hmm. want it for him. And I want him to be at the gym because I know where his life can be. And I know that he can go from A to B. And I know that things can just take off with his family, with his personal health, with his career, if he can get this all in line. But it's navigating that conversation with each person. Some people, it just takes a couple of weeks, and boom, they're there. Mm-hmm. Other people, they're at the gym maybe for a year or two, and then you see him start to turn. You're like, what let the fire in Dane? He's been you know, at the gym mm-hmm. for two years, and now he's like in four days a week. He's asking me about nutrition. But everybody's on their different timeline, again, based on the consequences, the fear, what they want, what's going on, and when they're ready. Um, and so I feel that's, that's what our role is, is, is fitness professionals, entrepreneurs, whatever it is we are, is to connect with people. And sometimes that's just a lot of listening. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a lot of pushing and prodding. Sometimes that's a lot of motivating. It's different for everybody because you get so many different personalities that come in the gym and everybody initially is kind of there for a different reason. Um, but at the end of the day, I personally want them coming into the gym to take care of their bodies so they can serve the rest of the world. But you do have to take care of yourself and like inch out that time and those goals and respect for your body to take care of other people. But the big broad picture was big. I want, I want you to want that for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so everybody gets there at a different point, but I think it's our job to just open the doors, to navigate that conversation, to give them the means, the resources, whatever it might be. And that's different for everybody. And that sometimes is the fun part, and sometimes it's the really challenging, defeating part when you just can't get to somebody, and you're like, man, if I just could turn the light on for them, 
Yeah. I'd change their life. Sometimes you have to let those people go, too. You do. And you know, it's like, I can't you serve do. you in the way that you need to be served. Yes. That's been very challenging for yes. me, personally. But it's I'll true. hang on to people forever. Yes. And I'll know in my heart of hearts that yes. I should probably not be treating this patient anymore, or whatever, because... I'm enabling, or we just have a relationship that just has not gotten what this person needs. 100%. You know, I'm a little bit too nice. I'm not as tough mm-hmm. as other people as far as like, you know, laying down the law, mm-hmm. so to speak. It's like, you need probably somebody like that yeah. who's just going to yell at you for a while. But you I know? think that's the other side of it is you do as a fitness professional too, you got to give them a little bit about what, of what they want, but you, you got to give them what they need too. And so sometimes it is those tough love conversations and that hard talk, Definitely. but I can give that best by the, my own experiences that I've had. And that's why I think sometimes you personally go through challenges and those dark, deep seasons so that you can give tough love to somebody and say, I've been there, right. mm-hmm. but this is how I got out of it. And this is how you can get out of it too. Maybe yes. that's just me working myself through dark seasons and telling you that's <laughs> why I go through them. Yeah. But I do feel you do to not hold on to them, to share them, yeah. you know, and to, and to help people get out of that and give them strategy and give them means and empower them. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Sometimes, like, I can want it for you 50%. The other 50 is you. And if you can't bring that, I can't keep giving yeah, right. my 50 if it's not going anywhere. You've got to meet me in the middle at some point. Yeah. You know? I think the best leaders do work from a place of authenticity. Right? They've, they've struggled either, like you've mm-hmm. talked about, just from like your own personal mental stuff, mm-hmm. maybe physically, maybe you know weight, maybe nutrition, all of these different things. The struggle is there and it's real. And, and if you've been there, I think that authenticity comes out and comes across to the, to the clients. And then I think the other part of that is uh, the motivation aspect, which is the community, which again, you know, mm-hmm. Foundation Fit and Wando, CrossFit Wando have done a great job. And CrossFit as a whole has always mm-hmm. highlighted that community aspect. The first one to do it, yeah. Yeah, and I think the best ones today, regardless of where they are or what they're doing, I mean, you, you can just even, let's take out lifting weights and say the Fleet Feet Running Group or the mm-hmm. Blue Sky or like these running groups, they all are very large groups and they, you know, these people are reaching goals because they're there together. And like mm-hmm. on the days that you don't want to put in the work, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, they expect me to be there or my friends are there yeah. or, and now it's a lot easier to, to face those demons. Like, cause you don't have to do it alone, which. We, we just had our oyster roast this past weekend and I was talking. I saw to that looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. Ninth year, man. But just a flashback, the first year we did it at that rental spot, you know, we've grown, we went from the Porta John, you know, in the gym, but the first oyster roast, my husband was doing all the oysters. You know, we finally have gotten to a point where he can sit back and talk to people and not yeah. do the oysters, right? Sure. And it rained and it was freezing. I think it was in February. And the next day we had to go clean up an oyster roast in the freezing rain. Have you ever had to clean up an <laughs> after-party oyster roast? No. All right, put it in the books. Don't do yeah. it. But it yeah. was bad. Well, we did, but just we had like six people at our oh, house. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, not, it, it's not fun. Yeah. Not fun. But we had it this weekend. I was just talking to an athlete outside, and she was making that connection, you know, about our gym. But I agree. It's with it's with every CrossFit gym. It's with the CrossFit community. It's with any fitness entity that really tries to create community. She was just saying, like with everything else, there's been so much technology created. And even in fitness, you know, there's so mm-hmm. many people that still work out solo and they follow their apps and their watches. and it, But you know what? They're working out again, not judging. Yeah. Like, do it. You're not on the couch. Mm-hmm. But she was saying, you know, what's so great is, like we all know, the world is so connected technologically right now, but so isolated, like human to human. Mm-hmm. And 
just what she has seen, observed, and what she gets and feels everybody else gets from that gem is that human connection that we just don't get in a lot of the world anymore. Um, and it's starting to make a, a turn and we're starting to see the detrimental effects of people sure. not having human connection. Yeah. And so, you know, Dan and I sometimes struggle with how far do we make our reach because as a business owner, you're constantly pushing that ball forward and you tend to be a creative person and you want to dream big and, and jump and do all kinds of things. And there's that line between feeding the thousands because we, we know we have the capacity to and we want to and don't want to stop starving the 10 in front of you whether that's my team you know the coaches that come in and they 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 feed my gym and they they feed with their passion and their energy whether it's my own family whether it's my own husband who just turns into a work partner instead of my husband you know um and so just keeping that human touch with people um with all the layers of your business but she made that distinct observation about you know just the gym and CrossFit community is it's it's at least bridging that gap of the human human touch and not making everything technical and I was like good point here we are yeah. talking right now yeah. we're not texting we're talking right you right. know and it's good you kind of have to know like what you're let's say what you're good at but what you can bring to the table and what's kind of invaluable and I feel like you've obviously come to some sort of realization there like oh man like here's where I can have you keep using the word impact and that's one of my favorite words is how can I have the most impact and it seems like okay I could reach more people I could make more money I could do online stuff I could do probably a million things yes. most likely be successful but like can I make impact on my mm-hmm. community my hundred my thousand my five whatever that number may be mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think that's that's kind of what we done with made to move too we've really kind of realized the more that we focus on the people that we're serving and the people that are around us and the more we can over deliver on that like it it makes a lot easier on me too right like you're channeling where you're doing and you're going hard and you're going fast at it and you feel like everything's aligned and you're in the right place yeah Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I want to circle back to because it keeps it's in my head right now just like the transition of doing something because you have to and then you said getting ownership of it and I think that's a really really important transition to make for anybody right like and it's really cool to see people I haven't seen it a lot but when I do see it it's really really cool Dave Howard would be a really really good person like who came in he's never worked out a day in his life and now he kind of you know trains with us pretty consistently and at some point he did make that transition of like nobody's gonna do this for me like you know I'm going to the gym I'm going through the motions maybe I'm fit maybe eating well whatever like but like it's a mindset shift of saying like all right you know from a business perspective, I'm going to serve the people that I can serve really, really well. From your own health perspective, saying like, oh man, I've got like one body. I've got this one chance to like, you know, be fit and move and, you know, not be trapped in my own body, which I'm sure all of us fear, but saying, all right, I have to do this. Like, you know, I'm going to make that transition right now. Um, it's just a fascinating concept. There's, I started thinking more that way. Um, I mean, business itself has done that. there's just gotten a point in the 10 years of being business that I've had to just point the finger at me and say what problems are mine Mm -hmm. you know what can I change instead of these are problems like I'm the one that has to do something about these and so it has to start with me so owning a business in general helped just with that and it wasn't overnight it was growth I had to do humility Um, but there's a book um, Dr. Caroline Leaf I started reading stuff from and 
she talks a lot about neuroplasticity. So talking about your mindset can have physical changes on your brain. So doing MRIs and looking at brains of people that have toxic thinking, fearful thinking, critical thinking, whatever it might be, and putting them through programs that are behavioral change, that have to do with mindset, and teach them how to reverse that thinking, whatever it is that they're dealing with, and how literally the scans of their brain physically mm-hmm. change. Just like we've learned, diet can physically impact your brain, you know, your leaky gut and your organs. It's not just what you're eating. And so reading her book and just following some of this stuff and seeing how it, mindset, I mean, it's insane what it can change. And so knowing that just makes me just see potential in people. But then that's the hard part as a fitness professional when they don't want it yet, like we talked about. But I know everybody yeah. has that potential. Mm-hmm. They have the potential to, I mean, they could do a 180 on their life. Yeah. They want it. Anybody can. Yeah. So she starts talking about even some of the, I mean, you know, diagnoses out there, whether it's anxiety, depression, things that you say, you know, well, my mother had it and my mother's mother had it, and she's she's not saying she's not an advocate for medications, and I'm not either. Like they're they're out there for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think there's a place for them, but I think we also sometimes fall into a crutch of not taking ownership yeah. of changing what we can and it's not going to be easy i mean it's going to be work and that's why we don't want to do it that's why i held on to bad habits and bad thinking and toxic thinking whatever it might be for so long because i don't want to do the work to change it it's hard right it's hard it's painful but the other side is beautiful it's beautiful and so to know that they've even done scientific studies that the physical shape and healthiness of the brain changes when you do something the work to change your toxic thinking and your thinking yeah. patterns is empowering. It should be to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. It's, yeah. And it's true of fitness or business. Like mm-hmm. both of you here sitting here as entrepreneurs and you left, say, a, a, a more corporate type situation where you were working for somebody, you thought that you were in your job that created passion, but like passion is being zapped by the whatever it is the situation and now you have to take ownership and be like okay i can control this the way i'm going to control it is by starting my own business and you know you mentor business owners i'm sure that some of them take that leap and they don't make the actual mental shift to say oh shit i am the one that controls this which means i have the power to control it every day which means i am the one that has to fix every action like Mm -hmm. i have to be the one in charge of making the decision every day you know, but I, I think that empowerment and that control of the person mm-hmm. is huge. It's extremely scary, but also extremely freeing yeah. to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't, you know, everything is a dichotomy a little bit, right? Like I have as much, I have a lot of control, but also have absolutely no control. You know what I mean? So like, that's the that's yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah, philosophical yeah. Uh, discussion. Well, just yeah. take like kids, kids. I mean, you can <laughs> right. do a thousand things, like right? Like. I have control over my children and I hope they grow up to be healthy adults, but like anything could happen and like I could probably do everything right and you know, one of my children could end up being like they something bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be terrible. Um I'm just kidding. But yeah, no that and that's it's it's an interesting concept. And and again to I keep circling back to it, it's like the the ownership piece. I feel like the people that can facilitate that ownership effectively on a big scale, 
they're the ones who've got it figured out, right? That's the forward. rocket ship right they, there. Because I've seen it in my own personal life. I've seen me denying ownership of so many things and just feeling like the world crumbling on top of me. And then I've decided to one at a time start taking ownership and I like get a bigger breath and a bigger breath and things start to move forward and I'm a happier person and I don't stay in a stuck place for too long. Um, and you know, some of that also is probably just getting older and just comes with wisdom. Like, you know, I don't yeah. know that I could have done this in my twenties. Maybe yeah. I yeah. admire when I hear people in their twenties and thirties that are kind of starting to wrap around their head where mine is right now. It's taken me this long to get here. Um, I'm like, good for you. Like stay on that path because it is freeing. And then I feel you have that much more energy and capacity to put, um, in the places that are worth it. Have you yeah. read uh, Jocko Willink's book, Extreme Ownership? It's on my list. Okay. I'm forever reading like three You're, We're essentially time. like but, uh, summarizing yeah. that entire book. So you're oh, maybe maybe a lot of that <laughs> You know, he makes a nod analogies yes. to war, obviously, yes. and he's a former Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's a really good book to yeah. facilitate that. And I think there's a thousand core principles and like ways to skin the cat. But I really like that yeah. one. You know what I mean? The idea of like, hey... You, you know, the word empowerment, education empowerment is kind of what, you know, our mission here. Mm-hmm. Um, and be able to people to, to instill some semblance of control because mm-hmm. when they feel out of control is usually when things get bad. 100%. And, you know, as soon as they can create some control, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. over their body. Like, yeah. hey, if I do a workout, I'll feel better. Yeah. Hey, maybe if I don't do a workout, I'll feel better. You know, it could be either either one. I don't think that's sometimes sure. our role as a fitness professional. Like it, it might not be me getting you to the point that you PR your one rep max, this or that. It might be literally me walking you through the steps over time of you learning how to take ownership of your life. Period. Yeah. And for me, that's like a that's a bigger win than a PR. Like because right. that's going to take you long and far. Right. It really it's is. It's going to last a lot longer. Yes. And that stuff drives me, drives me. Um, it's cool to get people there. Cool. Yeah. That was a good tangent. Yeah, that was, that was solid, good. Yeah, solid I like tangent. That. I do have some questions about Foundation Fit. Yeah. So obviously you guys are still doing CrossFit stuff quite a bit, and now there's just some sort of like hybrid program. I just want to learn a little bit yeah. more about that and what that what that is. Sure. So hybrid is CrossFit. It's not a separate program. It's mm. not new movements. It's still the foundational base of okay. CrossFit. It's just more a conditioning CrossFit class. Okay. That's all it is. So, so like more endurance space? Yeah, kind of it's thing? more endurance okay. space. So you're going to see um, longer Metcons. So those people that are fans of like the eight minute, they're not going to find it. They're going to yeah. have to keep working. But what it's done is it's just taken out your higher end technical moves that sometimes take people a little bit longer to learn or people are fearful of getting hurt because yeah. they had no experience with it. Um, it takes out that. It takes out your higher end gymnastics moves like muscle ups. The mm-hmm. things that, that we at the gym will not let you jump into CrossFit until you kind of right. know where not you fall with yeah. those, yeah, right? So hybrid, you can jump right in because it's those foundational movements, your wall balls, your kettlebells. It is lighter weights, higher reps, mm-hmm. longer workouts, still in a class setting. So it's more just coined our our CrossFit conditioning class. So there's a lot of people that jump into that thinking, ah, CrossFit's not for me, I'm just gonna do hybrid. And then three months later, they're like, oh, I've been watching the CrossFitters and they're kind of doing what I'm doing and right. they're nice and they don't bite do and they really yeah. look good. And you know what? It gives me more classes if I, and so they end up. There's a few that maybe stay in hybrid um, for various reasons, but the majority of them do end up bridging over. They just needed a stepping stone yeah. to get yeah. there. I always thought that was a genius idea because some people, are not going to like some like a full 
snatch is a yeah. difficult movement. You know, a handstand push-up. And some people don't want to take a year or two to get it. They're just, yeah. they're not those kind of people. Right. And that is fine. Right. You know, we're not going to try to make them those kind of people because they'll be miserable and I'll be miserable. Yeah. So, um, but it's good. But it's also, you know, our CrossFitters have full reign of the schedule. So you'll see them popping into hybrid because they need to work on their conditioning. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm telling you right now, I've quit a hybrid workout. I have. It was right. a day that, I mean, 10 minutes in, I was like, hybrid is not working for me today. Right, my lungs funny. are already in my throat and it's just yeah. not a good day. And I quit. So they're not easier by any means. They're just different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the idea of putting out some of the taking away some of those complex movements and giving people just to, yeah. you know, some people need to spend a long time just mastering the squat. They do. Like, let's not, you And know, it does no justice a, to rush somebody through yeah. that. It just doesn't. I love the idea that they're ascending, like, on a consistent basis, though, which is, which is cool. Because I do not, I also do not think that it should stop there. Mm-hmm. At least not for everybody. Again, there's certain people, for whatever reason, health reasons, mental reasons, whatever, yeah. um, legitimate restrictions that are going to stay there sure. and are perfectly happy. But, sure. you know, getting to the point where you're, working on a skill and you're mastering movement and whatever that means to you and, and continue to challenge yourself, I think is key. I, I really think that's like an end to end fitness spectrum mm-hmm. needs to be right. It's yeah. like having a good starting point, but the ability to kind of yeah. ascend progress yeah. forever. Yeah. I think sometimes it's just how people are wired, you mm-hmm. know, as well. There's been people that have come in the gym and um, like I can think of an athlete right now that was athlete of the month a couple months ago. And he, um, he has a military background. So, he um, is driven, he's disciplined, he had some physical fitness, but it was just new to CrossFit. And he went through fundamentals and he's been that like stellar athlete, like left his ego at the door where it was somebody maybe you would, would have said would have come in with a little win just because he was so well versed in so many other things that I wasn't. <laughs> um, and he has just methodically like learned and taken a step here and taken a step here. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's amazing to watch those people take off that will entertain working on weaknesses and working on things that, you know, they're not good at. Um, but there are those people, like, my children love Legos. Like, it is painful for me to play Legos. Like, painful. And people to step on them. Oh, even, I think I'd rather step on one than Have play Have you seen them. that, uh, it's like a Facebook uh, meme or something where, like, literally they're running on a treadmill and they just pour oh, yeah. Legos. Oh. On the treadmill while yeah. they're running, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's bad." We also now have, uh, you know, like the cake, like the baking shows or whatever. They have one now where it's uh, Legos, so you get like three people. They have to build like a, a town or okay, whatever. Torture. Yeah. Like I will break out in hives whenever That's I funny. play I with like my Legos. children. That's I feel so I'm getting a star in heaven. Like yeah. God is just shining down, saying, "You are good today." Right. But like. No matter how much I play them, like, it's not going to change. They're just not my thing. Right. Not my husband, yeah. yeah. So there's some people who are like that with CrossFit. And, it, you know, it's just not their thing. And that is okay. Yeah. Be but, able to reach those people, too, right? It's, yes. It's really Again, awesome. how many other ways can we change them? I can mm-hmm. still teach them how to take ownership of their life. I can still work with them on their nutrition. They can hybrid away. And I'm going to love them. I'm yeah. going to love them. Yeah. We're all trying to get the same destination. We may fly there. We may, you know, walk there or whatever. And yes. be able to give people different channels of... Mm-hmm. How to get there is mm-hmm. really cool. All right. Well, this is this was awesome. I'm gonna we're slowly running out of time. I'd like to spend a few minutes. If anybody wants to get in touch with you or like find out more about you guys and all the cool stuff you're doing, how would they do yeah. that? So they can just go to the website crossfitwando.com, um, or you could email at admin at ffitonline.com. So ffit is Foundation Fit. Easy. Yeah. Um, we've got an Instagram page, Facebook page. Or they can just show up at 517 Wando Lane, right in front of the ports. If you don't see us, you're probably going to Ghost Monkey or you're going in the ports. Right. We're kind of in between the two. 
Nice. Yeah. Cool. I really appreciate it. Great conversation. Thanks for having me out. It was fun. Yeah. This was, yeah. Not as bad as I thought. <laughs> Good. That yeah. makes me happy. All right. Thank you. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us on the Healthy Charleston podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, we would love for you to head over to Instagram, search Healthy Charleston, one word, like, follow, comment on today's episode. If you have any questions, comments, if you have possible guests that you want us to bring on, if you have any topics you want us to discuss, reach out there, send us a direct message. We would love some feedback. Also, if you get any extra time, head over to iTunes, give us a rating. Again, put comments there. We love your feedback. Have phenomenal.